Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the JWJ podcast. Um, this episode is going to be a little different than the ones that we've done so far. Hoop heads and just, you know, the world in general, if you've been paying attention, you've seen that uh, a little over 24 hours ago, we got some pretty, pretty hurtful news. Um, Bill Russell, 11 time NBA champion as a player and coach. Uh, arguably the greatest Boston Celtic ever and just an all around wonderful human being that helped champion the rights of equality, civil rights, human rights in general. Uh, Bill Russell passed away on July 31st of 2022. Uh, we're, we're going to take this episode just to try to shine a light. Of course, a lot of it's been done already, but we just want to give a little bit of our perspective as basketball fans and honestly, as black men, uh, just how we feel about Bill Russell, what he's meant to our lives and just what we believe his legacy is going to mean moving forward. So before we get into uh, our main discussion, I do need to make sure that I introduce my my guy over here my my shooter on the wing mr always in the corner shane how you feeling today bro man feeling feeling good but you know it's it's bittersweet man it's um it was sad to get that news um at this point uh yesterday um you know now we're recording this on monday so yeah i'm i'm, I'm we were actually on the phone when the news came down so that's um right. it's it's tough but i'm i'm uh excited to talk about it today yeah, man, it's 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 crazy how it went down. I feel like I feel like so often between the two of us, whenever stuff like this comes down, it it almost seems like we're always already talking to each other. So it, it's I don't know, man, it, it's wild. But this one, it, it's crazy to think about because on one hand, you know, if we're being realistic, Bill Russell was 88 years old. Um, he He lived a long life. He lived a very prosperous life, a full life. But at the same time, there's just certain deaths, certain people passing that you think you'll be ready for it. And then when it happens, you you just you you have to sit back and process, because honestly, I don't know about you, but for me right now, it still doesn't feel real. Yeah, it, it doesn't, man. It, it just we talked about it. I mean, Bill Russell was kind of those people. They, they always seem kind of omnipresent, like they. Mm -hmm. And and we we've had people in our in our own lives, man. That that they just they live their life in such a way where it's like they're always around, like they're always mm -hmm. there, and they it it feels like they'll never pass away. Um, Bill Russell just seemed like that that person that would always be around, you know. Like whenever the NBA Finals would come around, like you'd see him around that time. So um, yeah, it it's he always seemed omnipresent. And so to know that he's passed on is um, that's, that's kind of weird to, to hear and weird to take. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough, bro. Um, I, I, I do have to mention uh, be, before we get into it, I told you, you know, one of the first people's opinions that I needed as soon as this went down, I texted my dad and, and I just, I just wanted to know what he thought, what he would say. Cause you know, as long as we've been watching hoops together, my dad has always been a diehard Spurs fan. He he's he's very much a Popovich guy. He loves the system that they work within, and, and so so I texted my dad and um, couple of funny things. So I texted him, and he immediately texted back, and it, and it was only it was only a two word response. Uh, my dad texted back. He he's usually very concise with his responses. So he texted back, and all he said was, "Class act." But he he's uh, my he he's always been a fan of you know the movement just fair treatment equal rights I mean really who shouldn't be a fan but it's just just hearing a parent you know hearing one of your parents say something like that it it just it, it felt good and the second funny thing that I got to throw out there it it slipped my mind and I know I had seen this before but just doing a little bit of research earlier today it hit me again. Bill Russell and my dad have the same birthday. Wow. Um, yeah. Fe Febu <laughs> wow. February, of course, not the same year. My dad is younger, but yeah, February 12th, man. I, I it totally slipped my mind. And I, I once I saw it, it hit me again. And I was like, I remember 
like my dad reminding me about that at one point. It was probably like 20 years ago, but, but he made it a point to mention. He was like, yeah, February 12th. And, and it all came back when I saw that online earlier. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's cool to get to – it's cool that, that, you're, that your dad, you know, being at the age he is, it's, it's cool to, to see what people that are closer to Russell – you know, older, older black people, mm-hmm. like what they think of Bill Russell, because we talked about this on the phone. Like it's, it's one of those things where we, we pick it up. Cause I mean, we're around the same age. I'm 34, you're 37. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're looking at this, like, man, like, like we, we, we kind of have a gist of like what Russell meant. And, and we, we have a right. respect and appreciation, but like, to look at somebody that's 70, you know, in their seventies, like, right. Like their perspective is going to be a lot more. What's the word? Visceral. Like you'll like, they can connect with that more because of what people that are up in age like that went through around that time. Like Russell was what he played from, age 23 to 34 but he was playing like in the 50s and the 60s when mm-hmm. you know by the time he was done i mean we're talking a few years after the civil rights act was passed right and it's like he he and and playing in boston no less and we've heard plenty of stories about you know the racism and oh yeah all the crap he had to deal with there so it's oh, yeah. it's, it's to get an older person's perspective, somebody closer to Russell in age, I think that that's mm. super important uh, for the conversation we're about to have. Definitely. And I mean, and, and, and honestly, uh, for you listeners out there, it's, it, 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 it sucks to lose a player of his magnitude. And we're going to take, you know, the next few minutes just to, like I said, shine some light on what he meant to the game of basketball. But if we zip through it, my apologies in advance, because I really want to touch on what Shane just said. I I, I want to talk more about what Bill Russell went through, not as a ball player, but as a human being and and how necessary he felt it to tried to make sure that generations after his did not have to go through the same thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it that level of, it takes, it takes a certain type of person. And I mean, we, and we talked about that as well. It takes a certain type of person to come up in the times that Russell came up in uh, your dad, uh, my, my great aunt that raised me mm-hmm. like though they're, they're built different. You know, yeah. that's just it. We, we, <laughs> yeah. hit, we hit that thrown around a lot, but those people were built different. Like they, they went through, they had a lot of tough conversations and put mm-hmm. their life on the line. Um, you know, my, my great aunt was a freedom rider. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she went from, I mean, she grew up in Arkansas city, Arkansas yeah. and around Mississippi. And, and she, she went from Mississippi, from Arkansas city, like from those areas, she went up to Chicago and lived up there, you know, and, and, you know, her, her whole, you know, just, just how she lived her life is just different. You know, I, I hate that uh, she passed before I could really pick her brain about, <laughs> you know, those type of things, because like the level of activism, like freedom rides, sit-ins, like, that 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 level of commitment to trying to make a change and putting your life on the line where it's it's you're not thinking of yourself in that in that manner you right. know like your your presence and your your dignity everything is focused toward you want better and you know and i think the reason that that conversation is important is because a lot of the things that we're starting to see over the last few years, especially probably since a few years ago, once, uh, once, once Donald Trump was elected, like we started to see a lot of the, hmm. the ugliness really start to come out. Yeah. Um, once lack, he a, got lack of, a lack of discretion. Nice. Yeah, And, and it, it's just 
like you start to see it. I mean, people joke all the time, like, man, like uh, we, we sat here and went through this election and we woke up and it was 1950, you know, like, right. Everybody turned your clocks back. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, man, like it, it, it's crazy that you're starting to see more things, police brutality, uh, you know, discrimination, people saying crazy stuff all the time. People, uh, hate crimes, shootings, like you name it, it's happening. And it's like, it's almost like, it's like a modern version of 1950 that's starting to come back. And it's, it's, it's kind of scary because if you think about it, you know, there are people that are protesting. There are people on the front lines of this thing, but you know, I don't know if, if it's, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily being publicized, but you know, there are some people on the front lines, but I think in general, I think it's more of a, the movements now are to get more people to speak up and take a stand as opposed to when Russell was coming up and my aunt and your dad, like they didn't have a choice. It's like, it feels like we have a choice, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the, that's the importance when you think about Russell's legacy as we move forward is, is we have a choice and we have a voice as well. And like those things are important. And when you think about how do we make progress going forward, how do we take what, uh, Russell and, and other athletes, you know, of his time, uh, dedicated their lives to away from the game to not only make it better for, for future generations of athletes, but for, for, you know, regular people, you know, the, like you don't get to march with, with Dr. King and you're next to Muhammad Ali and all these people that are, that are prominent figures, not only in the black community, but historically, um, without, you know, thinking about the future, uh generations and so uh bill russell you know we you know i talked about this yes yesterday when i made my kind of tribute post to him on social media man he was just a a, an immensely important figure not only in basketball but but in in life when it comes to activism and what it means to be an athlete uh in this day you know in in that day and age and now when you think about the the Mm -hmm. people that are speaking up now yeah, it's and it's go, going back to what you said. I uh, it reminds me of I think it was maybe like five six years ago. Um, <laughs> Will Smith was quoted as saying, uh, "Racism isn't getting worse; it's just getting filmed." Yep. And, and and when you just like you said, you mentioned you know your your aunt, my dad. Like it's we we read books. They woke up. <laughs> it was literally outside of their door. So, um, you know, you said, you know, your your great aunt, you know, uh, growing up in Arkansas, like, you know, my dad is, you know, born and raised in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, <laughs> born in Alabama in the 1950s. We'll we'll just leave that there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I know. So, I mean, it, it's like you said, it it's it, it's for lack of a better a better phrase, a different world. It's it really is. it's it's something that you know, they, they went through so much and it's, it's like as crazy as things are that we see now, I can only imagine what they went through that wasn't recorded, that wasn't seen. And, and I'll, and I'll actually use that as a quick segue into um, just a little bit about, you know, uh, uh, Bill Russell's upbringing, Uh, just, just a few things that I found, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you mentioned, you know, that he he had to, you know, he he was steadfast in his ways. He was unwavering. And I think the ironic thing about that is even even Bill knew when to pick and choose, because I, I say that to say funny thing about, you know, the basketball side of his life. Um, what one of the most interesting things that I saw was, you know, of course, for for the listeners that might not have been aware, um, 1934, Bill Russell was born in uh, Louisiana, and you know, both of his parents saw their fair share of you know racial injustice and unfair treatment. Um, eventually, 
um, you know, with the Great Migration, his family uprooted and moved to Oakland, California. So he spent the rest of his childhood, his teenage years in Oakland. And here's one for you, Shane. I'm sure you were probably pretty aware. So this is probably more for the fans. Did did you know that almost on some like Michael Jordan type stuff, Bill Russell was actually cut from his junior high basketball team? <laughs> See, see, and, and, and that that's that just goes to show you that you know <sighs> one of the great one of the greatest stories ever written almost didn't make it past the intro. He it, like he he was cut from his junior high basketball team, and here's the funny thing: he almost did not make the team in high school either. Now, from what I from what I read. Um, he he was almost cut from the team in high school as well, but his coach, even though he said that um, that Bill's fundamentals were awful, his footwork was awful. He said the reason he kept him on the team was because of his tenacity, because he saw that there was this natural ability, this natural desire to want to be better. So. It, it's interesting that that's what kept him around on the court and in life. Being six ten helps too. That you know that whole thing. What was it? Was seven four wingspan? You know yeah. those the li- little things. And we'll and put you, you we'll, can't teach that, as they say, right? Yeah, we'll 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 put little in you know the 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 biggest air quotes possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> so next next funny thing. So we know that uh, we we know that that Bill ended up going to the uh, University of San Francisco. Um, you know, two-time national champ there. He was uh, the the most outstanding player of the tournament in 1955. Stat-wise, this man averaged 20 points, 20 boards a game <laughs> over the span of this tournament. Now, next funny thing that I got to throw out there about that. Do you know that USF is the only school that recruited him? See, this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, like that is astounding. <laughs> but we see plenty of we see plenty of this where right. we've seen plenty of great players only get one Division One offer from whatever school. Uh, Steve Nash only got Santa Clara. Santa Steph Clara. Curry only got like Davidson. Right. So yeah, <laughs> it, it like it it happened back then too. Mm. and 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 while you you know while we're on the whole you know again talking about adapting and this and that even bill still knew when to pick and choose his moments because here's another funny one for you while he played in high school do you know what do you know what one of the main things was that his coach told him to do on defense what he told him that he wanted him to play flat-footed defense he did not want Bill leaving his feet. He did not want Bill moving around a lot. He basically just wanted him to be a big body <laughs> and just be in the way. But, you know, put Bill, your hands up. right. Just put your hands up. And Bill said himself, he was like, that's nah. And, <laughs> and eventually, you know, they followed suit and Bill became, you know, what we can now appreciate as one of the greatest defensive big men in the history of the game the greatest <laughs> I, I, i'm going that far the yeah. greatest defensive big man ever yeah i mean it like and here, here here's here's a here's a quick little like aside with that like if you go back and look at the clips of bill russell i mean this dude was jump literally jumping over people <laughs> he was jumping we've seen the picture now where he's jumping over one guy to block to pin somebody's ball to the to the glass like that man was horizontal. Yeah, he was he was literally horizontal. His <laughs> chest was facing the floor when he's blocking this shot. Like people we we talk all the time about people who would fit in today's NBA. <laughs> like we talk about, oh, could Wilt play or Shaq or uh Pete Maravich or uh, even even more even closer people to this era like Dirk and KG and Rasheed Wallace and like all these guys and they talk about offense mm-hmm. I would love to see 
I would have loved to see a player like Bill Russell in today's NBA. Oh yeah. A guy that controlled the game. He, he, yeah, he scored 15 points a game for his career, but he averaged 22 and a half rebounds. Right. And he played in the era before they even logged block shots. He probably oh, averaged not, six or seven blocks a game. And, and not, and not to mention, and not to mention a career playoff average of around 24.9 boards yeah. per game. A record that I a record that I don't think will ever be broken. Yeah, and and the thing is, he was doing this, and he wasn't he was a big body in terms of height, but he wasn't like he wasn't like a heavy guy. He was Durant, two hundred and fifteen pounds, six ten, but he 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 had that defensive mentality. I would love Mm -hmm. to see a player like Bill Russell playing today because everybody talks about how nobody plays defense. I guarantee, Mm -hmm. if Bill Russell played today, he would revolutionize how defense is played in this day and age, because everybody talks about how nobody plays defense now, Bill Russell in today's NBA would be an absolute monster. Biggest injustice that I can think of off the top of my head is that it wasn't until 1983 that the first Defensive Player of the Year award was given out in the NBA. Crazy. Such a disappointment. Can you imagine the way that Bill Russell would have cleaned house there's a reason there's a reason that that we're talking about like when we talk about bill russell and those 11 championships in 13 seasons and eight straight right eight straight he played with at at the time the most prolific offensive big guy and the most complete offensive big guy in Mm. will chamberlain he Mm. was the one that was the gatekeeper not will chamberlain russell was the was the gatekeeper in that time, he was the one winning the titles, the greatest winner in the history of the game. And it's not even close. It's not even close. No, I don't think anybody, and I don't care what super team you got. I don't care who's on what team. Ain't yeah. nobody. Yeah, I said ain't. Ain't <laughs> nobody it, going out there and winning eight straight titles. That's not going to happen. Absolutely it's, it's, it's bad enough. It's, it's hard enough to win two in a row. It's hard enough to win three in a row. Shout out to the Lakers. Three P's. It's hard to win one title. Then you go out and say, okay, we're just going to win eight straight, you know, and in 11 and 13 years, that's dynastic. Everybody talks about the whole Jordan six for six and this and that, but I mean, it wasn't six in a row, Mm. you know, it was a couple of retirements in there. So, you know, like, Russell, the, the, those are records I, I don't think will ever be touched. I mean, granted, I thought, you know, Kareem's was untouchable. I thought nobody would ever get <laughs> 38,000 points. And LeBron, all he has to do is average 16 next season, and he'll have that record. Like, right. I don't think, as far as team success, nobody, I don't think anybody, any team will ever win 11 titles in 13 seasons, nor Not- will they win eight straight. I, I just don't think that's going to be touched. And I and I think it's worth mentioning, you know, we we talk about, you know, we we talk about the three peats that we saw from, you know, the Lakers, from the Bulls, you know, we we see how a dynasty like the Spurs has carried, you know, over the last two, three decades. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's also worth mentioning that the league when Bill Russell was doing this was so much more condensed. So we're doing this over eight teams. We're not doing this with 30 where 12 of them are pushovers. Yeah. Like we're this this is this is a league where you never really knew who was coming out. So it it, it it's just that much more impressive. It's it's basically like, and I mean, of course it's not the same equivalent, but it's like you know, like a few years ago when we were when we were playing in the league at the church. I mean, it's only eight ten teams there so if you're going up against these same people all the time and it's much more condensed you're looking at five six seven purely talented individuals on a roster as opposed to you know 16 18 teams where there might be one star and a bunch of guys that just fill in gaps yeah yeah and i mean everybody talks about like that arrow player like there were fewer teams, but you think about who played in the sixties, you know, I mean, he played what the, the middle of the fifties into the sixties. So you're talking, he played, he played against Wilt Chamberlain. He played against Jerry West. 
Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit. A lot of a lot of the great players were on his team. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, he right. played with Koozie and 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 all those dudes. Like, like the Celt. There's a reason that the Celtics, you know, far and away have the most retired jerseys in the league. Mm-hmm. Like they they they're they're gonna get to the point. They're gonna start using letters for names after a while. Like <laughs> we have a personal foul holding green q two shots that's a foul it's a foul on q x l <laughs> two shots for real they look, can't retire fun, all the numbers but man look, fun, funny so so it's funny while we're talking about the whole you know the the condensed league and everything so we we go and we look at we look at 56 after what he did um in college like i said two-time champ in college um he's drafted and i'm not gonna lie the the novice in me was not fully aware of this right away i did not know that bill russell was not actually drafted by boston yeah i didn't know Uh, that either yeah he he was actually drafted by the st louis hawks and the hawks reached out to red auerbach because they were interested in celtic ed mccauley Mm -hmm. now mccauley was originally from the st louis area and because of that, you know, there were I think there were some personal things going on with his family and what have you. So the Hawks were trying to help him out and they wanted to get him closer to home. So they were willing to give up Bill Russell in order to get Ed McCauley to St. Louis. Now, in order to sweeten the deal, um, it, it also ended up to where Boston also had to give up Cliff Hagen. So you had, you know, it was a two for one swap, but the funniest thing about it, he's drafted in 56. Bill Russell actually didn't play until December of that year because of previous um, Olympic commitments, but they make the finals that year. They win the finals. And do you know who they beat? Go ahead. (laughs) They beat the same team that just gave him up. For his first ring, they beat the St. Louis Hawks. They, they, so. yeah, yeah. You see, you see how close, you see how close the Hawks were to being to being like. Listen, they were that close. <laughs> they were that. They were literally that close. Listen, Man, so, like who who would have thought? Who would have thought right. that it, Atlanta was was screwing it up even then? Hey, hey, even when they were in Not St. Louis. Hey. Not me. (laughs) So, so, I mean, I feel like the, the rest, the rest is written in history. I mean, we, the, the numbers don't lie. I mean, shout shout out to Sheed. Uh, Numbers don't lie, man. 11 time champ. Like we said, eight consecutive, consecutive, excuse me. um, Two as a player coach. And the, the funniest thing was, you know, he became the first, you know, black, head coach in North American pro sports. Uh once, the once Red, he's a two time Hall of Famer. Yeah. Once once Red stepped down, you know, and another thing that I didn't realize was that Bill Russell actually wasn't the first choice. Um Red Red had a list of about three or four guys and a lot of them turned it down. And I believe it was um I, I I'm pretty sure on it. I hope I'm not wrong, but I believe it was Heinsohn that you know, Red came to him and asked him, and Heinsohn wasn't really feeling it, and he actually recommended. He was like, why not Bill? So, like I said, the rest is history. Uh, I mean, um, he he stepped in, did what he had to do, and and <laughs> boom. Yeah, and, and and I mean, given given his success as a player, it's especially how he went about his business. I mean, this is a guy that that, that most athletic and, and played with immense passion mm-hmm. like that, you know, those kind of guys, man, especially, you know, you get them in a coaching setting, people are going to listen to him. You know, people are going to listen to a guy like that because he, he, all he, all he's done is win. he produced, you know, like you, you, it doesn't take much to trust that guy, you know, not granted it, again, in the time they lived in, there's probably, there's, there's plenty of reasons why that Russell wasn't the first choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Red ultimately did the right thing. Right. 
and it and it turned out quite well. <laughs> um, so so while we're on, I mean, I definitely want to go ahead and and work our way over into uh what Bill brought to the game beyond playing, beyond coaching. And, you know, just I, I want to look at it more from an activism standpoint and just what he did to advocate for, you know, later generations of players, because I think that's a very big point that we have to touch on as well. Um, I do want to give you one more funny story that I actually heard uh, on the radio when I was driving to work this morning. So, you know, nine times out of 10, if I'm in the car, I'm listening to NBA radio. So um, especially now that my radio is acting normal again, you know, shout out to that. Um, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, make sure you go listen to the rest of our episodes. That is the JWJ podcast. We love you. We're so on YouTube now too, by the way, let get it. So, so I'm, so I'm on the way to work this morning and, um, I can't remember who was interviewing him. I think it was Frank Isola. Um, but anyway, they bring on a, um, a photographer, Nathaniel, uh, they call him Nat. They call him, bring on a uh, Nat Butler. And he has been, you know, working in photography for the league for decades. He, he's been doing this forever. So he sits down because I'm sure everybody has seen the picture floating around social media. And if you're a if you're a fan of the game, if you're if you're an historian, then you have seen this picture as well. Imagine a green background with Bill Russell sitting here with his face in his hands smiling with 11 rings on his fingers you you know the picture that i'm talking about and i'm gonna tell you guys when we go ahead and make our ig post about this episode because it is coming i'm probably going to use that picture because it might be my all-time favorite picture of bill russell but i say all that to say this butler is the one that took that picture so apparently he took it uh, during the weekend when they were announcing the 50th anniversary team. So he took the picture in 1996 and they're asking questions, you know, how did this picture come about this, that, whatever. Next, very interesting thing that I learned that totally threw me. Butler tells the listeners that I think only one of the rings on Bill Russell's hands was actually his reason being apparently it was league standard back then to where if you were a repeat champion, you didn't get another ring for winning again. Hmm. So at the time they were implying that Bill Russell only had like one ring. So, they were like, if you pay close attention to like shadows and things that we did with the picture, we ran around to as many of his teammates as we could to get <laughs> their rings. So they said literally most of those rings in that picture did not even belong to Bill Russell. We just knew that we needed to have 11 of them on his hand. See, and that, that that's a hell of a story. That is a, <laughs> that is a hell of a story. <laughs> that's incredible that's my first time hearing that no, that's, yeah that's awesome yeah i never knew that and i was like that is insane i was like but like i said funny story like i was in the car cracking up i was like you've got to be kidding me and like butler is sitting here and he's like man can you imagine how i'm feeling at that point he's like i am freaking out because i'm getting rings from all of these celtic legends and all i can think to myself is oh God, I hope I do not lose any of these. So he's like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, look, we got to get this going. We got to get this going. We just got to do it. So, and he said that one of the ideas that he had for one of the pictures was he wanted Bill. So, you know, there's the one where he has the hands on the face. And then there's the other one where he's sitting there with them all like cupped in his hands. And he's just looking up at the camera. Butler said there was a third option. And the third one that he wanted to do was he was actually going to have Bill wearing the first 10 on his hand. Mm -hmm. And then number 11, he was going to be smiling at the camera with number 11 in his teeth. <laughs> and, and he said, he said that I threw the idea by Bill and Bill was like, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> and he was like, and, and, and I solo was like, so that was it. And Butler was like, if you knew Bill, 
Yeah, that was it. That was, <laughs> it, it so it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you, you didn't argue with Bill Russell. So it, so that 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 idea never came to fruition. That one didn't happen. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna win that argument. <laughs> uh, I, I think there there'd be a there'd be some type of window he would throw you through if you if you pushed him hard enough with it. So with the with the deadpan stare. Yeah, he'd probably throw you through the window, and then you'd hear that cackle from the end of the hallway. <laughs> so you know, it, it, you oh, know, it, this is uh, you know, we talk about this all the time when when people pass. Man, it, it's sad, but. It's 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 cool to sit around and talk about it and the things we find out and the things we learn and yeah. and how much this person meant, you know, it, it, to celebrate, you know, what Bill Russell meant, man. It it's it, even though hearing the hearing the news is passing was sad, man. It's just it's just really cool to to talk about you know his legacy and 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 what he's meant. And I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about earlier in this pod about you know what the legacy is as far as today's climate today's political climate yeah you know we we have we have so many social issues going on racism is still alive and well mm-hmm. we still have you know uh, inequality we still we we just had the the overturning of roe v wade we just had like all these different things we, we still have the issues of, of uh, uh gun violence and and yeah. assault weapons and and school shootings and you know just just there's so many things in this world right now and it's only getting worse and it's only getting worse i mean we 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 hear about issues with police brutality and people being gunned down needlessly in the streets just because they they were speeding or they they ran a stop sign like people shouldn't be dying for that right um and and you know we we have so many people i mean obviously people people now are kind of more selective um as far as the things they fight for. I mean, look at, look at Maya Moore. She's a, she's a perfect example of somebody that sacrificed her career for something that she believed strongly in. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's married to the person that she helped, uh, help free, you know, and, and she fought for his, for his release. Um, uh, you have, you have people all across sports. We have Colin Kaepernick. We had Col- obviously Colin Kaepernick. I mean, his, <laughs> his was a hot button issue. Um, yeah. you know, kneeling for the flag to, to bring attention to the injustices that happen in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Naomi Osaka, even in tennis, uh, she wore masks mm-hmm. when, when the pandemic was going on. Right. She wanted to bring greater, greater attention to the police and every, brutality. And, and every mask and every mask had a message. That's what I, I loved it. Yeah. And, and not only that, but there's other things as far as those social issues. Uh, when we think about athletes, mental health, uh, Naomi uh-huh. Osaka has been an advocate of that. Uh, when uh-huh. you look at Serena Williams in tennis, she's advocated for women and body positivity, um, things like that. Um, you know, it, you yeah. look at at guys in the in the NBA. I mean, look at LeBron James. Uh, he's probably at the forefront of people that that have that did you know they've done things to uh, raise awareness for things, bring attention to things, give their opinion on things because their opinion matters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he he's opened schools. You know, for for you know in communities that that need them. You know, he's right. he's put his money where his mouth is in a lot of issues. Um, right, he's probably spoken out on some things that maybe he wasn't completely informed about the whole China situation, but mm. you want your athletes, you know, everybody. An opinion. Yeah. Like, like I think it's, it's important that we say that, that, you know, athletes, athletes are people. Yeah. Um, and we've been, you know, for a long time, we were desensitized to think if they're not, if they're not on the court, that they're not human. Yeah. And, and, and oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, like if they're not on the court, you know, they're not human. And I think we're seeing more of, you know, we had the whole shut up and dribble. Yep. <laughs> that's that's um, right. Where I was about shout to go. Out to LeBron <laughs> for putting his money where, his, where, where somebody else's mouth was and copywriting Absolutely. that so she can shut the hell up. But, <laughs> um, but I, I ain't going to say her name because y'all, y'all know, y'all nah, know what I'm talking about. But Not even needed. You don't, you, know, you don't, and, you don't so get any like, publicity off JWJ, Shotty. Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh-uh, she, she ain't getting no free promo here. She can, yeah, do, do yeah. you, y'all, y'all can use your own. We'll call them Google fingers if that's what you want. Yeah, she can, she can take both feet and kick rocks. So, <laughs> um, but you know, like the shut up and dribble stuff. For one, it's ignorant, and oh, athletes are human. 
and and they they have a voice and people think oh you know they make all this money and blah 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 like the that's that's the thing that you want because it's it would be so easy to make all this money and not say a damn thing Uh but these are people that are willing like colin kaepernick Uh risked his money and he he hasn't played a game in the nfl since what 2016 yeah, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, so like, and, and this is a dude that w- that led this led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. They went to a Super Bowl. Act like he was trash. Right. He he they, right. he's been he's he's been basically blackballed out of the league. He's he's been given workouts, which either you're gonna either you're gonna bring him on the team or not. Mm. You know, workouts ain't nothing. People go through workouts all the time. I have but, one next week. Yeah, see, there you go. And I don't like, even play football. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you go. Like, it, it it's so like. That that's not that's not enough. Yeah. If y'all really want to do something, if y'all really y'all really want to uh, let everybody know that that dude wasn't blackballed, put him on your roster. Right. Let him compete for a spot. Just having him in for a workout, he ain't competing for nothing. Yeah. So and, and you know, like <clears throat> athletes not- that make all this money, you know, millions and millions of dollars. LeBron first billionaire. Right. You know, like like these these players that have made all this money, like the. The, the, it's important that their opinion matters because you know you don't like it's it's so easy to hide behind your money and, and it's okay it, it, not everybody's cut out to be an activist you know not every you know like that's just it like not everybody's going to um put themselves out there as a person that's like that and that's okay not everybody's built like that but kudos to the people that are that want to get out in the forefront of things and want to affect change in the world, in their lives, in, in other people's lives. Like, um, I don't think that that can, that can be overstated. And, and Bill Russell was a champion of that. There's other athletes, you know, Jim Brown and all these other Muhammad Ali classic example of people that were willing to say to hell with the fame, Mm. hell with, with this game. Mm -hmm. If I, in, in, in Ali's case, I'm not going to Vietnam. Them people ain't did nothing. And that, and that's it. It's funny. It, I'm glad you said that because that is exactly where I was about to go. Yeah. So we we have our athletes now, like you said, our you know the LeBrons, the Kaepernicks. I mean, pretty pretty much everybody in the NBA that you would you know throw on that uh throw throw on that legendary banana boat. I mean, yeah. your Chris Paul, your Carmelo Anthony, you know Dwayne Wade, all all of those guys. They're kudos to them because they are not afraid to speak up and speak out. But I I want to point out even more just how valuable someone like Bill Russell is in that regard. Because like you said, these guys, you know, they've made their money. They're 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 you know, they've made tons of income, not just from basketball, from endorsements, from all these other things that they could possibly lose. But let's be real. If they lose those things, it'll be made up somewhere else. So yeah. it they they did have something to lose. And this this is in no way trying to take away from what they've done. I just want to use it as a comparison from the standpoint of now we're telling, you know, now they're being told, shut up and dribble, just do your job. Oh, you're an athlete making this kind of money. So just go do your job. And that's I don't that. want politics now let's, in my sports. Right. So it's like so so it's like yeah you don't want politics in your sports you don't want religion in your sports but we still play the anthem before every game so you 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 have these guys that are being ostracized or being talked down upon or being bashed on social media i'm unfollowing you but i'm gonna comment on your post tomorrow to remind you that i'm unfollowing you when i said it last week so you have you you have all these you know these possible repercussions let's compare this to bill russell I looked this up as well, and Bill Russell, I, I I feel like it was one of his early salaries. He made around $24,000 a year. Now, in relation to, like, you know, just with the changes in money, it said on a scale comparing that to 2021, it was somewhere in the range of just shy of a quarter of a million dollars. Now, that sounds nice, but let's look at the NBA right now. Rookies make a million dollars a year. Yeah. And these are rookies that that 
probably like have to get splinters surgically removed from their behinds by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So to think that this man is doing all of this for what, for what he he's not making the same kind of money. He's pretty much the face of a league that let's be real. Didn't, want him especially playing in a place like boston where i can bring you a title and you know i i come home and i'm still not made to be comfortable in the city whose franchise wanted me here and the fans don't you're fine with this gold trophy that i brought in but you're not okay with the black skin that put the ball in the basket to get it here mm -hmm. so bill russell to me, it's it, like I said, just laying that groundwork, laying that foundation. When when you bring up Muhammad Ali, he was one of the people on the front line, like you said, along with Jim Brown, you know, uh, along with um, Kareem, the like, players that weren't afraid to stand up and say, we stand with Ali. We agree with what he says and we will back him 100%. It you think the NBA wanted that drama or, you know, as, as the, look, I'm, I'm going to show my age and I'm going to say it. You, 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 the, the way the kids say, you, you think the NBA wanted that smoke? No, <laughs> they did not want that kind of blemish on their league in the 1960s. Absolutely not. But you know what? Kareem did not care. Bill Russell did not care. And to me, their struggle, their fight was so much more impactful because now for the sake of political correctness and for the sake of not pissing the wrong people off, eventually the NBA is going to back what you're saying. But back then, far from the same. Yeah. So it, it's if you didn't have people with backbones as strong as a bill russell or a kareem abdul jabbar where would this league be now where would we be now it, it's it's almost scary to try to think about it yeah and and and, and there's a there's a common thread here too when you talk about ali and kareem and bill russell and jim brown all these people are damn good they're 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 the greatest. They're all the they're best among the greatest do. in their professions yep. in their sports. Yep, like that's the platform, right? Not only like it because here here's here's a here's a comparison, James, and I'm sure a lot of listeners, uh, if you made it this far, we appreciate you. Like a lot of listeners, for every Bill Russell and and, and Muhammad Ali, like those guys have platforms, right? But you have other people like a Kaepernick who who even though he made a Super Bowl wasn't like one of the best quarterbacks in the in the game necessarily, mm. right? But right. bringing it to the NBA, Craig Hodges. Ooh. Right? Well, they like, ain't ready. They ain't like ready, Shane. Craig Craig Hodges was was kind of blackballed for his for his activism and the things he believed in. Look at look at Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf. Oh, come look on at now. Him. Come it on now. Religious. Right. They ain't ready. Like when you think about like these guys, like there's people that have done less, but have stood for, for more and it cost them everything. Right. Like, like Mahmoud was in the prime of his career. He was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. And, and yeah, man, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he, he, when, when he was Chris Jackson, it was cool. But when he, when he converted to Islam, and 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 started you know praying during the anthem or whatever they literally, didn't like he didn't end up in the league too much longer literally on the same premise as a Kaepernick yeah and and that's the thing it's like um you know while we shine in light on on guys like Russell who who had platforms and were and all-time great players there's also people that weren't all-time greats that stood for the same and 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 you know use their platform and and they got deplatformed because of of, of their beliefs but they had the courage to step up and and speak up for what they believe in. And so um, that's what Bill Russell stood for. Uh, just an immense, immensely important, you know, impactful person. His impact transcended, you know, what he did on the court. There's a reason that he's got all these things named after him and he's so revered is because you know, not only was he, he was a great player in, in, in a time where the NBA wasn't even the most popular sport. 
Right. You know, like, right. you know, the, the NBA didn't really take off until the eighties, right. you know, it, it, from, from, from the, from what, from 1946 until the end of the seventies, basketball is just this kind of sideshow deal. Mm. You know, it started to get a little more popularity in the seventies with the ABA and pistol Pete and Rick Barry and all them. Then the eighties, that's when you got bird and magic. You got two faces to transcend basketball and make it what it is today. You know, without, without bird and magic, we don't get Jordan. Right. 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 And so, you know, like all those things, kind of needed to happen because without Russell, you know, we don't get, you know, without Russell and, and all the stuff he went through, like, we don't, we don't get to the other players. We don't get to bird and magic because you got black and white with it's bird like, and magic. You, look at, you got it like, LA and you got Boston. Yeah. It's like you look at, and, and, and even, and even after the playing days, you look at the discrepancy. So he, he's brought in as a player coach, first black coach and pro, you know, North American pro sports, you look at it now and we're, we're celebrating the fact that what is it? I think a quarter, either a quarter or a third of uh, the, the coaches in the NBA are black at this point. Yeah. And Bill we're, Russell we're, we're, we're celebrating that in 2022. Mm-hmm. This, this man was the first black coach, the only of his kind in this league. And it was not that long ago. Yeah. It was not that long ago. <laughs> like to put it into perspective, he like my my dad is in his 70s. When Bill Russell was named a player coach, my dad was a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was not that long ago. So to think that we still have to sit here and celebrate that we that a quarter of the coaches in the league have hit this milestone, but the league has also expanded. We're at 30 teams now. Yeah. Bill Russell was doing this when there were only eight teams around yeah. and he was alone. <laughs> Huge difference. Yeah. Th- this man was a pioneer in so many different ways. And, and, and the world, not just basketball, the world period took a tremendous loss with the passing of Bill Russell. Yep. And, and it's one of those things. It's like, you know, we 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 may have lost the man, but his impact, his legacy, his his transcendence will forever live on. He's That's immortal yeah. because he stood for something more than just being on that parquet floor and and and, and putting up all those rebounding numbers and winning all those championships. Dude won at life. Mm-hmm. Dude made he his presence in the world, no matter in the grand scheme, no matter how small it could be, he he in in what he did, he lived a life well lived because he he did it for something bigger than him. And and that that is is the essence of what you know a lot of what it takes for for activism to make to hit its mark is that you need people willing to sacrifice and and fight for something uh bigger than themselves and we talk about that all the time with teams we hear it all the time from coaches you know the best teams are are the group of guys that that sacrifice the me for the we that's right right. you know not just play with each other but play for each other right Mm -hmm. and and when you take that outside the lines you you really kind of get a get the scope of what bill russell meant not only to sports but the world and, um, you know, he, he'll, he'll be, he'll be sorely, sorely missed, um, you know, and, and, you know, kudos, kudos to you, Mr. Russell, you, 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 it's a job well done. That, that, that sacrificing the me for the, we, a lot of people don't understand coming into the league, Bill Russell was one of the most outstanding offensive big men that the league had ever seen, but he was willing to give that up because he knew what his team needed. Did you realize Shane that at no point in his career, did he average more than 20 points per game in a season? See, Yeah. And, and because he had other, he had other people, you know, that, that picked up that slack. There's a reason all those numbers are retired. Yeah. You know, that, that dude, I mean, think about it. Everybody talks about Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman got buckets in college. Yep. 
he got to the NBA <laughs> and, 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 and he wanted he, to when he got to he Detroit. He rebounded and played defense. He, he had a he, he had a stretch where he he went like four games with no points, but he had twenty plus rebounds in all four games. Yep. So, you know, and and that's just going back to you know the on the court stuff. But right, you know, like right. like that 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 selflessness, that willing that willingness to sacrifice between the lines is what ultimately led to his success and him being so legendary outside of that. Bill Russell, Bill Russell is by far the epitome. Uh, one of my favorite hashtags and Shane, you already know where I'm going. One, one of my favorite hashtags that I love to use when it comes to certain sports moments or important things that happen. And if you guys don't follow us, we'll get to that. Cause you need to, um, one of my favorite hashtags that I love to use when it comes to posting sports stuff is more than a game. And Bill Russell, Bill Russell is the epitome of that. Uh, everything that he did was for something beyond basketball. That 94 by 50 could not contain that man. Um, his, his life just meant so much more. And I I feel like it, it 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 it's almost even it's probably selfish of me to say I'm mad that I was never able to be in the same space as this man. I, I just to even be in the same room in the same building. I would brag till my dying day about something like that even if I never got to get within 50 feet of him. I it's just he I feel like he just commanded that kind of presence. And it was well earned because this man literally sacrificed his life for everything that he loved and everything that he believed was right everything that he believed was just so again i just to echo you man uh mr russell we salute you we we appreciate you and like i said at the beginning of the podcast um if it wasn't for people like you paving the way where where would two black guys like shane and i be right now where 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 would we be would we would we have college degrees right now? Would we be professionals? Where where would our lives be if we didn't have people like you that were willing to sacrifice everything for us? Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it, it transcends things, you know. The the only black coach at one point in North American sports. Now you look at what in my city. What Two, <laughs> you got the the winningest high school football team, the Valdosta Wildcats, the winningest high school football team in the nation. Yeah, man. They they have a black head coach in Shelton Felton. Let's get Valdosta it. Valdosta State University. Oh yeah. Four national titles in in Division two football. Blazer Nation, baby. They had they hired their eleventh head coach in history. It's a black dude for the first time, Tremaine Jackson. So, Let's like go. without Bill Russell. And that, this is a completely different sport. Without Bill Russell, you don't see eventually a Shelton Felton or Tremaine Jackson. Uh, 18 miles from here in Quitman, Georgia, you don't see Maurice Freeman, who just won a state championship last season. Shout out so, to Coach Freeman. I love yeah, that man. Yeah, shout out to them. So, um, you know, that's that's pretty much all we got for Bill Russell, man. And and like I said, job well done for him. Uh, you know, yeah. he'll be sorely missed. Um, but you guys know the drill. If you made it this far, Thank you so much for listening to the JWJ podcast. We are on YouTube now. You can find us at the JWJ podcast. Uh, all 10 of our episodes uh, before this one are already uploaded. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't been jiving with us, you haven't, you haven't listened. We got all of them. We got all of our episodes there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, like us on Facebook at the JWJ podcast. Uh, if you want to follow me and myself and James personally, uh, you can follow me at it's a Thomas thing. Um, you can follow me there on on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow James uh, in the same spaces at Title Towns Mayor. And uh, you know we we appreciate you guys. And uh, we have we have a special episode coming up. Uh, <laughs> been listening to it. You've been listening to us for a while, and we appreciate you. Um, but we have something special coming up. I don't want to give it away yet. Negative. But let's just say if if you if if you tune into this episode, you'll have a greater appreciation for. Uh, why we're doing this so <laughs> with that being said thank you guys for listening thank you for listening to jwj Ooh.